Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. We are now less than a week away from the midterm elections, which could very well decide the fate of our democracy. I know that sounds very dramatic and exaggerated, but that's exactly the message the Democrats are trying to send. Heaven forbid we put Republicans back in charge of the Senate, the House. It could be the end of our democracy, they claim. It could be the only thing to save our democracy, actually. Joe Biden, your president, was delivering remarks on oil company profits in the Roosevelt Room of the White House on 31 October, just a few short days ago, in Washington, D.C., He was calling for windfall profits taxes on oil and gas companies as major producers approach record profits in the third quarter. Just remember, my friends, without profit, there is no motivation for a company to continue operation. Profit is what entices investors like your 401k, like your IRA, to invest in specific things. Profit is the motivation behind the entire capitalism movement. Joe Biden wants to say these oil companies should just be producing this oil and giving it to us. But that's not how capitalism works. If there is no profit, if there is no incentive to make something over and above your costs, then why bother the endeavor at all? But aside from the fact that Joe Biden, who, by the way, is heavily invested in many corporations, according to his financial disclosures through the decades, despite the liar in cheats message that he wants to heavily tax the profits of companies, which will always fail, by the way, his message was lost in the massive number of gaffes that he made while giving the speech. The gaffes indeed overshadowed his message, and that might be a good thing, because his message was, I'm going to propose taxing all of the profits on oil and gas companies, which will only make oil and gas companies do what? That's right, increase the prices to cover the losses they will feel in having to pay those increased taxes. Now, I want to read the following sentence as it was written, but understand the secretive message here that they don't want you to hear. It says, Campaigning in Florida to promote the successes of his administration's Inflation Reduction Act and potential Republican threats to repeal popular programs like Social Security, the 79-year-old Democrat made numerous questionable claims and missteps that quickly picked up steam on the internet and drowned out his closing arguments in the often contentious state. Stop. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to break down this long sentence for you. Campaigning in Florida to promote the successes of his administration's Inflation Reduction Act? Well, first, there are no successes of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Inflation has continued to go up 
It hasn't been reduced at all. And all of the reasons for Biden's inflation are still in place. And then it said, potential Republican threats to repeal popular programs like Social Security. Have you seen in the history of our nation any attempt ever by Republicans or anyone to repeal Social Security? That is insanity. Campaigning in Florida to promote the successes of administration's Inflation Reduction Act and potential Republican threats to repeal popular programs like Social Security? Two of the biggest lies I've read, and they're just casually inserted into the second sentence in this article. As if it's true. As if there are successes of the Inflation Reduction Act. There are none. And as if the Republicans are going to repeal Social Security. God, how can they lie right there on paper? The 79-year-old, that's a fact, made numerous questionable claims and missteps. Those are facts. And they quickly picked up steam on the internet and drowned out the closing arguments in the often contentious state of Florida. Among the errors, he misstated his son's cause of death and place of death, and then he mistakenly referred to Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is a House of Representatives member, as a senator. And then he made a claim that he had spoken with the people who invented insulin. And that was, of course, quickly contested by conservative commentators. He spoke with the people who invented insulin? Well, he's certainly old enough to have done so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I want you to listen to some of the rambling, incoherent speech patterns of your president, Gropey Joe Biden, yesterday. This is about 50 seconds long, but I think it'll be worth your listening to. Another drug treating autoimmune conditions increased by $1,000. $1,000 for an autoimmune disease. Again, no change in the quality of it, just change in the price. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a couple seconds. Inflation is a worldwide <laughs> problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, there's a war in Iraq? It's got nothing to do with Iraq. It's a war in the Ukraine, Mr. President. Excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And yeah, he got it right. Someone had to point it out to him and, and mouth the words, not Iran, idiot. It's Ukraine. It's Ukraine. Come on, Joe. It's the Ukraine. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And, uh, think of Iraq because that's where my son died. I'm thinking of Iraq because that's where my son died. Really? Is that where your son died, Mr. President? Come on, man. And because Joe Biden does not remember where his son died, I will remind him. Bo Biden died of cancer at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, in the United States of America, not, not in Iraq, Mr. President.
Now, your son may have served in the military in Iraq years and years and years before, Mr. Biden, but your son did not die in Iraq. What a clown. Yeah, because he died. Yeah, but the point is... The point is... Mr. Biden does not have any grip upon reality, my friends. He doesn't know where he is from moment to moment, day to day, week to week, month to month. He doesn't even remember that he is the president of the United States of America. Yeah, because he died. Yeah, but the point is that, they're, uh, you know, that's why it's up. We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. We've done a lot to try to take it under control. That is your president, boys and girls. That is the president of the United States of America. And I'm telling you, my friends, this guy does not have a clue. Lying about his son's time and place of death, lying about inflation being among the lowest in the world. He said, that's what I call inflation, the end of the month. What you have left, you have no money. That's inflation. What's, what are you, the things you need, are they going up? They are, they are. Well, it sounds better when Mr. Biden says it. That's what I call inflation. The end of the month, what you have left, you have no money, that's inflation. What's the things you need, are they going up? They are. They are. They are. They are. And it's all your fault, Joe Biden. Explaining the cause of inflation, he pointed to the war in Iraq before he corrected himself to Ukraine, saying shortly after he thought of Iraq because that's where my son died. While his son Bo did serve in Iraq, he died of brain cancer six years after his deployment ended. It's a shame. My God. Is Joe Biden really that lost and gone that he believes his son died in Iraq? He said it again today. Sadly, his son died of brain cancer six years after he served in Iraq. Joe Biden needs professional help. Cam Bree, Cam VTV on Twitter. Another gaffe came early in the speech when he referred to the recent hurricane that wreaked havoc across Florida, Hurricane Ian. He called it Hurricane Ivan. Ivan was in 2004, Mr. President. And it caused damage in the Caribbean before making landfall somewhere along the Gulf Coast in 2004, 18 years ago, Mr. Biden. Now, I don't know if you know who Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana is. He's a good old boy, Republican from Louisiana, that proposed insulin being capped at $35 way, way back. Joe Biden tries to claim that he worked on the legislation to cap the copay cost of insulin at $35 in his federal relief package. But Biden noted that the inventors, James Collip and Charles Best, initially sold the patent to the University of Toronto for a dollar because they wanted everyone to be able to access it. The catch is, though, Collip died in 1948. Dr. Best died in 1978 five years after Biden was elected to the U.S. Senate. But Biden claims he spoke to the man who invented insulin. They died long and long and long and long ago. Take a listen. How many of you know somebody with diabetes needs insulin? Well, guess what? And 
we, when we when when we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him. Okay. I spoke to him. Okay. You did. You spoke to a man who died in 1948? Wow. That, Mr. Biden, is impressive. The speech came one day after the viral video came out in which Biden said during a campaign stop in Philadelphia that the United States has 54 states instead of 50. I guess he remembers when his boss, the man pulling his strings, Barack Hussein Obama, mistakenly said several times during his campaign that the United States was comprised of 57 states. There you go, boys and girls, and he wants to run again. Word salad gaff master, liar and cheat, Joe Biden. This is the Truth Hurts program. As I said a few moments ago, the election is less than a week away now. And there's a Democrat mayor in the state of Pennsylvania who says he will not support radical John Fetterman, the stroke patient. He said it would be a scary thought that Fetterman could be a senator. Liz Heckman writes in Fox News, A Democrat mayor said Tuesday on Fox and Friends First that Senate candidate John Fetterman, Democrat, had radical policies that had driven him away from the party. Carbondale, Pennsylvania Mayor Justin Taylor called Fetterman, quote, a figment of the imagination of the Democratic Party, unquote, about what type of candidate would appeal to working-class voters. They went out and found a guy who was filthy rich because of his parents' successes, but they said, shave your head, grow a goatee, look like a thug on the street, wear a hoodie, don't wear a suit and tie, we want you to look like every man on the street. Mayor Taylor described the policies of Fetterman and the modern Democratic Party as increasingly radical, explaining why many Democrats like him will choose to support Dr. Oz in next week's election. They're supposed to be a party of inclusion and have everybody involved and everyone's opinions matter, but that's not really the case. They just constantly force their agenda on people, and then if you question it in the least or have a slightly different opinion, You're basically ostracized, Taylor said in an interview. He said union voters in his city, located outside of President Biden's hometown of Scranton, felt like a slap in the face from the current administration. He said many union workers were so upset that they're shutting down pipeline projects there. They're calling for less fracking and drilling and so on. Adding that he's wondering why the party has strayed so far away from the political center. Taylor said, where did this go wrong? Where did this go so far left that you can't even see back to the middle? And I don't have an answer for that. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, which shares heavily Democratic Allegheny uh, County with Fetterman's adopted hometown of Braddock, said that Fetterman's lack of transparency over his medical records is troubling. It suggests an impulse to conceal and a mistrust of the people. And they torched the former mayor of post-industrial Pittsburgh suburbs as having little experience in holding real jobs or facing the problems of working people. Wow, the election is less than one week away. 
And for those of my listeners in Pennsylvania, you gotta look, you gotta see what is being foisted upon you. Rick Newman, Yahoo Finance US, writes, Desperate move by Biden on gas prices. Could he be any more blatant? Just days before the midterm elections on November 8th, President Biden has called for a baldly political windfall tax on the, quote, excess profits of oil and gas companies, unquote. There's no chance it will happen. Biden knows this. Only Congress can impose new taxes, and Congress is not in session right now. When it was in session earlier this year, Democrats who controlled both the House and the Senate, they kicked around the idea of oil company windfall taxes, and it went absolutely nowhere. Biden says he'll pitch the idea to the lame duck Congress that returns after the midterm elections, but that doesn't raise the odds that Congress will take up this really bad idea. Republicans seem likely to win at least one chamber in the midterms, meaning they'll be able to block Democratic legislation when the next Congress begins in January. Passing a windfall tax in a lame duck session when the Democrats still have control would require 60 votes in the Senate to overcome a filibuster. And since Democrats only supposedly control 50 seats, they would need 10 Republican votes. (laughs) They probably couldn't get their own Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia renegade, to vote for such a tax. The Democrats don't even have the votes amongst themselves for any windfall tax. So why is Gropey Joe saying these things eight days before the election? Six days now, actually. Obviously, he's trying to offload the blame for his inflation, his high gasoline and diesel prices, his high heating oil prices. He's trying to deflect the blame onto those energy companies just in time for the midterm votes. Most voters have already made up their minds. Some have already cast early ballots like yours truly. And instead of blaming himself, the real root cause of inflation, Biden's been trying to blame the energy companies, the oil and gas and coal companies, and the mom-and-pop gas station owner on the corner. Everybody knows that's BS. But most voters, again, have made up their mind. There's nothing about a phony windfall tax proposal that will suddenly convince voters that this time Biden probably means it especially since he doesn't mean it. Maybe Biden thinks one last escalation in his verbal war against energy companies will motivate liberal, oil-hating Democrats to vote when they weren't planning on going out at all. Is this possible? Is it plausible? If liberal voters aren't motivated by this conservative Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade abortion protections over the summer, is an oil tax scheme really going to heat them up and get them over the hump? Maybe there's a crucial sect of the climate-only voters who would otherwise stay home on election day unless a punitive oil company windfall tax is on the ballot. If so, political strategists will be writing some new rules after Democrats stage stunning upset victories on November 8th, thanks to Joe Biden's proposed windfall tax. I like the word salad of Joe Biden. I think the word salad and the mumbling, fumbling, crumbling, bumbling, stuttering, stammering, uh, muttering, puttering, fluttering, shuddering, all of that, I think that's something that My Truth Hurts programs really like to hear. So here's a little more for you. In the last six months, six of the largest oil companies have made more than 100 billion, 100 billion 
These companies were making average profits they've been making by refining oil over the last 20 years instead of the outrageous profits they're making today. And if they passed the rest on to the consumers, the price of gas would come down around an additional 50 cents. If they're investing their profits in historic, at historic rates in their U.S. operations, then America would be producing more oil today. Wrong. You have stopped American companies from producing more oil, Mr. Biden. You shut down the pipelines. You shut down drilling on federal lands and waters. You have put so much red tape into the permitting process that those companies don't even want to drill here. You idiot. Prices would be down even further. But rather than increasing our investments in America or giving American consumers a break, their excess profits are going back to their shareholders and they're buying back their stocks so the executive pays are going to skyrocket. Oh, are you worried about the executive's pay now, Mr. Biden? You make $400,000 a year off of the taxpayers of the United States of America and your illegal, illicit, ill-gotten gains, insider trading, and all the other things that you politicians can do that we cannot do have made you a multi-millionaire, Mr. Biden. Your congressional salary was 174000 a year as a senator, and yet you have millions upon millions of dollars? And you've never held a real job during your entire lifetime? You've never worked for a company? You have been on the government tit your entire lifetime? And you want to worry about an oil company executive making a decent salary and a bonus for doing the job he or she was hired to do? You're worried about the investors, Mr. Biden? The investors are Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. It is the listeners of Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. It's the guy with a 401k who happens to be the assistant night shift manager at the XYZ Diner who happens to have a little bit of stock in a company, who happens to have a 401k that might be invested in an oil company, a natural gas company, a coal company, Mr. Biden. Yes, we would like for our retirements to grow, not shrink as they've done under your presidency, Mr. Biden. You're damn right I want oil companies to make profits so that the value of their stock goes up and my retirement account grows, Mr. Biden. But you don't understand that because you've never worked a day in your miserable life, Mr. Biden. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Exactly. Enough is enough, Joe Biden. It is more than enough. It is more than past the time for you to simply step down and quit embarrassing yourself your party, and the the nation of the United States of America on the world stage. Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. I have no problem with corporations turning a fair profit and getting a return on their investment in innovation. But this is remotely what's happening. Oil companies, record profits today, are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. Windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine and hurting tens of millions of people around the globe. Oh, keep on trying to blame 
Vladimir Putin for your miserable economy, for your inflation, for your recession, for your high interest rates, for the fact that most of the folks in the northeast part of the United States of America, including your little town of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, are going to find it very, very difficult to stay warm this winter because of actions you took the day you put your feeble fingers on the Holy Bible. You know, at a time of war, any company receiving historic one-problem profits like this has a responsibility to act beyond their narrow self-interest of its executives and shareholders. These are their shareholders. Lowering prices for consumers at the pump. You know, if they don't, they're going to pay a higher tax on their excess profits and face other restrictions. No, they're not, Mr. Biden. You do not have the authority, the power, or the legal right to tax the profits of oil companies. You don't have that right. Congress has that right. And naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi is getting ready to get ousted as the Speaker of the House just a few days from now when the Republicans take over the House. And chuckles the clown Schumer... Chuck, you might as well retire too. Get LASIK. Quit looking over those glasses. You look like an idiot, Chuck Schumer. It's time for you to go as well. You're going to lose your spot as the leader of the Senate. And Mr. Biden, quack, quack, quack. You are going to be a lame duck president for the next two years. And hopefully the people will wise up and not reelect your feeble, wrinkled, narrow ass for another four years when the presidential election rolls around two short years from now. My team will work with Congress to look at these op- these options that are available to us and others. It's time for these companies to stop war profiteering, meet their responsibilities in this country, and give the American people a break and still do very well. Mr. Biden doesn't understand the companies are not going to pay more in windfall profits, taxes. Congress is not going to pass that. It's not going to happen. And windfall taxes certainly won't spur production, as Biden hopefully is intelligent enough to know when production costs rise through taxes or inflation or anything else, producers will pass those higher costs on to consumers through even higher prices at the pumps. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, depending on the nature of competition. But given that the refineries of America are the only refineries pumping fuel into the tanks under the gas stations, adding more tax dollars to the cost of production will certainly mean higher gasoline and oil prices at the pump. And here's the deal, my friends. Biden and his Democrat nutjobs want higher gasoline and diesel prices. They have said so. Many of them came out earlier this year as record high gasoline and diesel prices were hitting the gas stations around the nation saying, good, maybe this will finally encourage people to stop using gasoline and oil and go out and buy inefficient, catching on fire electric cars. Biden's targeting the wrong type of his inflation. Gas prices have dropped from their $5 a gallon high in June of this year. The current average is around $380, $385 a gallon, 
which is still, well, about $2 a gallon higher than when Donald Trump was the president. He hasn't gone after the other record profits of other types of companies. Do you honestly think a pickup truck should cost $94,000? Biden is not going after the automotive industry for price gouging on new cars. Those are his buddies in the labor unions. Diesel prices have remained very, very high. I don't hear Biden talking about diesel prices because the average American doesn't drive a diesel truck. My friends, Joe Biden is a joke. If people are not intelligent enough at this stage of the game, nearly two years into his presidency, you can't fix, stupid. There's no help for those people, my friends. I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program, unfortunately. On the next edition, Pennsylvania courts say undated ballots will not be counted. And that's the way it should be. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the FBI crime statistics. And we'll talk about the 25th Amendment in Joe Biden's future. Go out there and make it a wonderful Wednesday. And we'll see you on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Bye-bye for now. Copyright 2022, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music provided by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.